Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. In this episode of Ciao Bella, I'm in heaven. And for me, that means I'm in the midst of art, food, and wine all at once. In Piemonte, of course. Let's localize it. I'm in Alba La Piola, the restaurant of the great wine family Ciretto. And I'm here with Roberta. In this episode of Ciao Bella, I'm in heaven. And for me, that means I'm surrounded by contemporary art with great food and wine. And guess where I am? Piemonte. Localize it, Alba, at the great wine family Ciretto's restaurant La Piola to talk about Saluit, Bagna Cauda, the Lange, and more. Let's jump right in with Roberta Ciretto, head of communications and marketing for Ciretto Estate, where we chat about the overlap of art, wine, and food. You know, I mentioned I'm in La Piola, which is a restaurant in Alba in Piemonte, but we're in an incredible region called the Lange. Le Lange. Um, it is a region where I think, you know, people come here and they know about these wines, Barolo, Dolcetto di Alba. They know about the truffle. So the, the white truffle, the white star, of, the white diamond of Alba is from here. Um, and, you know, if you don't know those two, you sh- for sure know about Nutella and hazelnuts because, I, so it's kind of funny if you think about it, like all the good things come from here, like literally this tiny area. But what a lot of people don't know is that there is incredible contemporary art. And 21 years ago, Roberta created an incredible project. So I want you to tell everybody about it and how it came about. Well, it happened by chance. Um, uh, At that time, it was not me. I was uh, in the middle of a a kind of uh, crisis. I didn't know what to do in in my life. Uh, So at that time, it was uh, in reality my father. Uh, who met uh, David Tremlett, uh, or better, who was asked to host uh, David Tremlett, uh, that was uh, um, organizing uh, an exhibition in the castle of Barolo. I was uh, finishing. Just, just to let everybody know, David Tremlett is an artist from. Is he as a British-born artist? Yes, correct. Uh, yes, uh, David Tremlett is uh, the artist that, together with Sol Lewitt, uh, made uh, that uh, unbelievable piece of art that now everybody calls uh, uh, Cappella del Barolo because. Uh, uh, it is located in one of the greatest uh, single vineyards of Barolo, that is Brunate in La Morra. Uh, so it was uh, probably easier for the Italians to remember the name Barolo than Solowit and David Tremlett. <laughs> that was, I suppose. However, um, in '96, uh, uh, it happened that uh, we met uh, David and uh, we hosted it um, for one month. The Lange were not uh, the Lange that uh, probably you know now. Uh, they were not so uh, organized, they were not so appealing, there were not so many restaurant uh, um, hotels. Uh, they were an unbelievable place uh, for uh, ingredients, uh, for wines, uh, for food, but uh, we were 
starting to learn a new job that is the welcome, the incoming. Uh, so uh, at that time uh, we become very good friends with David and uh, after one month uh, he felt uh, he wanted to give something to us and um, I don't know if it was my father or if it was David who offered to or suggested to do something around uh, that little chapel that uh, for us uh, has always been uh, the place where we park the tractors. Uh, we, we own uh, five actors uh, in uh, the Brunato Vineyard and uh, there was this um, little tiny broken uh, construction and it was just the shape, uh, the right shape for a tractor and we uh, knew it and uh, David uh, wanted to involve a friend so uh, he called uh, Soluit and in the year 99 they work the whole summer and uh, they put uh, on that building all the color of the rainbow or maybe all the color of uh, the Lego because <laughs> they are not so soft. A lot of primary colors. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. Uh, at that time uh, I was um, studying uh, at university uh, and uh, my father uh, imposed, it was probably the only time he imposed me something to follow the, the two artists because I, I could speak English and I could help them uh, with translation, uh, buying and finding things. And uh, through the eyes of the two artists, I discovered that probably that uh, could be my, my job. I discovered that uh, what my family has always done uh, in this region was so interesting that uh, it was uh, my life. It could become my, uh, my, my life. And um, that was uh, project number one. The year after, uh, well, in the meanwhile, I attended uh, some uh, courses uh, um, to become a sommelier. I started uh, following the harvest. Uh, I did it before, but it was a game. We have always lived uh, involved in the winery, but uh, it was not uh, uh, really something planned by our parents. Um, so, I, uh, the, the, in the 2000, uh, we started uh, the, the works uh, um, of renovation of the winery we have in Barolo, Bricco Rocche, in Barolo, in the Barolo area, in Castiglione Falletto, Bricco Rocche. And, um, and so, I become a, a, a little architect. I followed the job there. We were finishing with this strange construction that is a cube. Uh, and so that was the second project. Then uh, we start um, to think about opening restaurants. And so a new job for me. Uh, following the renovation of uh, this place where okay, we are. So, so first art. Then architecture, architecture <laughs> then, then restaurants, then restaurants. And wine's uh, behind it all. Uh, well, wine in reality is my daily job because, uh, um, well, I, I don't know, it's a mix of things because uh, my family has always loved to involve uh, 
the area where we come in all uh, the projects. Uh, you know, in, when we speak about wine, we always speak about uh, Lange, the food uh, that uh, comes from here, and uh, the beauties that you can find in this region. So, in reality, it's, um, it, it's uh, a, a, a cooperation of many factors. And so um, we start the, the, the work uh, around uh, this, uh, this building uh, with the idea of uh, having uh, um, an easy restaurant, uh, uh, very rooted in the Lange tradition. Uh, so in Salata Russa, Vitello Tonnato, Agnolotti, Bunet, uh, the, the most tradition. During the winter, yes. <laughs> Bollito, fritto mis, all the most uh, traditional uh, recipe from Piemonte. And um, we start a long hunt for uh, um, a chef and we wanted uh, uh, to, to find something, someone uh, young and uh, not so known. And uh, Carlo Cracco, that is uh, a very famous Italian uh, chef, uh, suggested us uh, Enrico Crippa. We met Enrico in the 2003, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> he was uh, working uh, in, a, um, in an hotel uh, in, uh, in Lombardia, and um, we felt in love with this uh, food, and we decided to involve him in the project. And so he started working with us, realizing Piazza Duomo. Piazza Duomo is a, a project shared by the family Ceretto and Enrico Crippa. Whereas instead, Piola, so, so for people to understand the difference, La Piola, which does that mean trattoria? In, in our dialect, yes. So it's, it's this very casual, lovely, traditional menu. Correct? Yeah. But Piazza Duomo was a completely, almost very artistic concept yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Well, we wanted to to have two projects uh, that could represent this area. Uh, Alba is the capital of a district uh, called Lange that uh, has very um, deep uh, culinary traditions. Uh, because uh, in, in the Lange you can find uh, some of the most unbelievable ingredients uh, starting from the white truffle from Alba. But then there are the meat, uh, there are the cheeses, uh, the, mm, the I don't know, the hazelnuts, like, the pasta yeah. and so on. Who come in Alba and especially if you produce Barolo and Barbaresco, you need uh, food that uh, could combine perfectly with your wines and the local food is the perfect combination with our wines. But in the same time Alba is a very international town and uh, the producer of Barolo and Barbaresco are uh, probably the people that travel most around the world uh, to spread their wines uh, in, uh, on all the tables uh, of our planet and uh, those one, wines are appreciated uh, everywhere. So it is a combination of tradition and uh, international and uh, Piazza Duomo in our idea had to be the 
um, an iconic place where people from all around the world could come here and enjoy the ingredients of this region, but under a different, uh, um, cooked in a different way, okay. with creativity, completely uh, forget about the tradition of our recipe but the ingredients transformed with the creativity of Enrico Crippa. Enrico then uh, developed his own personal uh, food or cuisine and uh, in the 2009 he decided that uh, his uh, favorite ingredients uh, were the vegetables. It is not a vegetarian restaurant at all. How Enrico cook meat is unbelievable. But um, he strongly believe uh, that uh, the vegetable could, uh, could be the uh, really protagonist of the dish. And that's why in the last, uh, now is 11 years, the tiny little garden he had is now three hectares. It's huge. It's, uh, it's quite a big um, work. There are six people that follow it. And you were saying it's, you know, it, there, there are surprises as well. As well as Italian seasonal produce, there's some surprises that... Um... There are vegetables that um, are, come from uh, everywhere. Um, they, they are not local at all. What was that, that little cucumber you told me? Uh, it's a cucamelon. It's his last one. But every year he has a new... Um, a new vegetable that he likes to cook. Um, last year was the Cesaro, that is a tiny white uh, carrot. The year before there was, uh, at, the, at the very beginning, uh, he, he loved uh, the pak choy cabbage uh, that in Italy is not so spread. I once, I once had a thing he made with the truffle and um, the topina mort, the uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Which was unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he liked to, to cook local uh, ingredients, uh, but uh, giving them a new interpretation. Well, let's talk about the interpretation of the restaurant mm -hmm. because, you know, the, one of the things is that, you know, it wasn't that you stopped at the chapel and you stopped at the cube. Yeah. You were, you were telling me your father had this great friend who then introduced him to, to introduce you guys to a wonderful artist. Yeah. And I remember the first time, because I, I specifically came here to see the ceiling of Piazza Duomo. Yeah. I didn't even, I was like, I don't even need to eat. I just need to see the ceiling. And <laughs> I was so excited because, and I would love for you to tell everybody what the story of that and tell them who the artist is. <laughs> oh, well, um, the, the artist in Piazza Duomo that uh, dominate the room is uh, Francesco Clemente. Uh, that uh, has always been uh, the artist uh, um, we thought when we opened the restaurant in 2005, but uh, for two years he couldn't come. So uh, for two years uh, there was uh, this uh, bizarre situation where people sit uh, under a pink uh, <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> 
but it's, it's, quite, it's, it's quite it's unusual. A, it's a particular pink too. It's not. It's very it's strange. Not pink like you guys are thinking. No, it's it's. Um, I don't know. In Italy, when uh, babies uh, uh, are born, uh, there are pink for the girls and blue for for the boys. This is the pink for the babies, uh, the the baby girls. It's really pink, pink. Uh, however, um, Francesco couldn't come because he had uh, um, an exhibition at uh, the Guggenheim in New York uh, that probably in his priority was uh, <laughs> a little bit higher than coming to Alba in the middle of nowhere. But uh, when he came, uh, it was um, really love with, uh, with uh, the family because uh, uh, till now, um, whenever we go to New York, we try to meet him, uh, his family often come. That is what happened with all the, the artists we have involved in our projects. Because some, you know, it, what's happened is the passion for art transformed from simply a beautiful chapel and what, it, it, there's a little, there's a little process that was like spontaneous, the spontaneous yeah. flowering, like a vine spreading, because yeah. the chapel, the cube, and then all of a sudden this incredible ceiling by Francesco Clemente. Yeah, then uh, the, there is another architectural uh, thing that, it, that we call the grape uh, that was added to the winery in Alba. Uh, there are some other works uh, made by Kiki Smith, uh, always in La Piola, the dishes uh, in, um, in the Piola. So sometimes we, have, uh, we like to add uh, art uh, where we work. We, it's, well, personally it's my, my passion and uh, uh, probably I'm uh, the one that is most involved in the family in this, uh, in this um, activity. But uh, um, I believe I'm very lucky because uh, the the other five uh, let me do that. But I'm all, also of the idea that uh, it's very helpful to to tell the story of this area under a different point of view. Because um, you come here, you come in the Lange mainly to visit wineries, tasting wines, enjoy the great food. In the last years also to enjoy walks, uh, doing trekking, uh, uh, visit the small uh, villages. But um, art can, can be something um, that's uh, become a goal something a little secret to discover. Uh, for many years uh, we have organized uh, with the, this idea exhibitions and some were very um, popular because, uh, well, one year we had Marina Abramovic, uh, we had Amson Kiefer, we had uh, Francesco Clemente, Kiki Smith. Uh, one year we decided to do something more musical and so we had Patti Smith, uh, but uh, what was beautiful uh, was uh, the, mm, that we always try to involve uh, the town and share our project with uh, uh, the people that live in Alba. Um, because, um, well, we love uh, to, uh, to, to bring uh, culture we, I, I personally strongly believe that uh, culture is uh, um, what uh, connects uh, 
my passion with wine, especially if you produce Barolo and Barbaresco, there are not uh, daily wines, uh, there are wines uh, that uh, need to be explained, uh, need to, to, to have someone that to tell you what is behind the bottle. Uh, they need to be understood. And uh, that is the same thing that happened with contemporary art. Uh, so I, I like to mix uh, those, two, those two words. But I, but I was saying, what I like about the projects that, are, that I've seen here, like, I, I really particularly love going to the Capella, the Solowit Chapel, as sometimes people call it, um, the Capella di, di Barolo, um, is that in essence, you don't, you, yes, it, the story behind it is beautiful, but it's, by the time you get there, you don't need to know the story. It's, it's because it's become a pilgrimage. It's become this, yeah. it, it's so, for me at least, it's so uplifting to have that experience, you know, just arrive, because you know, we're in an area that in the, you know, for, from what, April to October, it's really, really green and there are rolling hills, and then you arrive and there's this colorful chapel right there that almost makes no sense, but makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, in, in the wintertime, I could only imagine how cool it must be when it snows, and you just see it. Uh, and luckily it snows not so much in the last years, but uh, yes, it's wonderful. When it's white uh, around, it's really, it's really wonderful. Yeah, but uh, that's why, for example, in the last uh, two years, uh, we have thought that uh, our future is uh, to create other artistic objects or works uh, uh, like the chapel um, in different uh, areas uh, involving uh, important artists uh, to give uh, their point of view on that uh, spaces. And so um, in one, two years, we will uh, have a new work, not in the Lange, but uh, in the district nearby, that is the Roero, where we bought uh, um, a hill. It's fun to say we bought a hill. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened in the Lange. Um, so we we bought this uh, this space uh, and uh, everybody think that we we have uh, we we bought it uh, to plant uh, uh, arnais. In reality, it is too steepy. There is a big wood, uh, so we will clean it. Uh, we will create uh, a beautiful uh, area, and uh, on the top uh, there is uh, um, a tower um, that is 18 meters tall. It is uh, now we put it in safety, but uh, it was bombed during the Second World War. Probably the only building bombed uh, at that time. Well, it was 18 meters high. Yeah, it's a target. yeah. But we have a great hole where the the bullet came in and uh, went out. Uh, and uh, so in, in two years uh, maximum uh, it will be completely renewed uh, with a, another big name of the contemporary art and we are sure it will become a success as uh, it is the chapel because uh, especially uh, this year 
where I obliged the major of uh, La Morra to close the street. Uh, because it was getting the... so much traffic, you were saying. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like uh, in um, Milan or Rome, uh, between six and seven uh, in the main roads. So it's, it was impossible to, to move there. And we are in the middle of nowhere where the street is not paved, uh, it's uh, ground, it's earth. So uh, the, the experience of the chapel um, showed me that uh, it is much more successful now when people, as you were saying, um, walk and like uh, a pilgrimage reach the chapel than, uh, than before. And the tower, it will be impossible to go there with a car. So unless you, you fly, you have to walk. Again, it's not a very uh, long distance, it's one kilometer. However, it's but a it's hill. Funny. And you're rewarded in the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things that I, that I, 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 I love seeing the overlap between wine and contemporary art, food and contemporary art, and one of the things I think is particularly charming about La Piola, I, I mean, I, I, I love the cuisine at La Piola because it's my kind of, I, I love that traditional cuisine, I love, I love the simplicity of it, but I also love the plates. And what you've done, I, which I think is it's kind of cool because, I, you know, maybe unless, you know, if you, if you look at them, they're pretty, they're colorful, and none of them are the same. But then, you know, you talk, maybe you talk to you, maybe you talk to the waiters and you find out, wait a minute, I have a plate designed by Jasper Johns. Uh, there's a plate designed by Kiki Smith. There was, so it's, I don't know how many artists, there was John Baldessari, uh, Anselm Kiefer. Now there are 12. 12 artists. Yeah. And each artist, so each artist did four versions of the plate. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So. Well, when we, we started uh, the project of, uh, of La Piola, we wanted uh, to have a, a very simple trattoria, um, a place uh, easy. Uh, with the supervision of Enrico Crippa that uh, for two years uh, come uh, in the Lange and followed and, and had experiences in uh, all the most traditional restaurant uh, um, of, uh, of the Lange. Um, however, we wanted to have uh, a trattoria and um, in the past, uh, and probably it still exists, uh, there was this habit uh, um, in some trattoria to have uh, piatti del buon ricordo, that uh, were the, the um, very simple dishes with a drawing made by uh, the chef. Uh, or the owner of the restaurant uh, with the recipe, the most uh, famous recipe of the, of the restaurant. Like that, that, like that, 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 that like exactly, the the and then the name of the recipe. So, um, we didn't want to, 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 to draw uh, our plates uh, and uh, having this passion for art uh, we had the idea to involve uh, contemporary artists and uh, so every two three years uh, we add uh, new dishes uh, new plates uh, in reality now we have to stop because we don't know where to put them exactly exactly but uh, however they are uh, uh, the first nine artists, uh, they made uh, nine, uh, nine uh, plates, uh, and uh, f uh, four plates each, uh, 
the last three, they made uh, three plays. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you, because I, I have my thoughts, but how, what, why do you think there is such a strong relationship between wine and contemporary art now? I've noticed in Italy, for example, there's mm. Castel d'Alma. Yeah, it's passion. I think uh, that is passion. Or as it, I was saying before, is uh, you speak uh, the same language. You always um, uh, talk about uh, um, something that uh, touch uh, your heart and your soul, not only your eyes uh, or your taste. But um, yes, I, I believe uh, it is uh, it is passion, and uh, it's because uh, at the in reality, who enjoys uh, food, wine, and art uh, as this habit uh, to collect, uh, to uh, enjoy in its um, um, in its. Um, personal uh, life, uh, something uh, for itself. And um, the wine, the winemaker in, in reality, the wine producer in reality are very open to, to share moments uh, uh, where they uh, um, where they enjoy their work and their passion with other people. And so they feel uh, um, well, I'm getting confused. It's very difficult to explain in English what I, I, I would like to say. In Italian, it would be much... Provo di nuovo a farlo in inglese. Wine and art... Uh, um, I don't know, who loves wine and who loves um, art? Uh, it's someone that has stronger passions. Um, they they both uh, talk uh, directly to your heart uh, and uh, before talking uh, to your eyes uh, or your taste. Uh, so it's a common language, and uh, also often they are the same people. Who collects uh, great wines? Uh, it's also very often a collector of uh, of art. Um, it's uh, it's just a question of. Uh, sharing uh, something beautiful, something that uh, enrich, uh, enrich you, give you uh, positive sensation, positive feelings, uh, uh, something that is beautiful and something that is good. And I think it also kind of, at least for me, it's a visceral. I, 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 I don't collect wine. I, I don't collect food. I eat a lot of food and I love eat, drinking good wine and I love I mean, I'm, I'm so thirsty for art. So for me, I see what you're saying. And from my perspective, it's like, I'm trying to get as much as I can. Um, one of the things you told me that I thought was very cool was that when you have this, when, during the period that you were having the shows, so I think it was what, from 2012 till 2018 at least. In 2020, the last one was the celebration of the 20th year of the chapel. Of the chapel. And, and you were telling me so that you know they've had shows with Ansel and Kiefer, Ellsworth Kelly, um, Kiki Smith, Marina Abramovich, and Enrico, the chef, Enrico Kripa, created dishes inspired by their work. Yeah. And I, I love that. That's like eating an artwork. Yeah, but it was so fun because for one uh, whole summer, usually the exhibition were in October. And so during the old summer, Enrico became uh, my greatest nightmare because, 
he, he keep asking me information about the artist. And uh, any time uh, I was his nightmare because uh, all the artists involved, except for Francesco Clemente, that is very colorful, use a lot uh, the color black uh, that uh, it is not uh, one of the most favorite uh, from the chefs uh. and so it, it was uh, really for him uh, a, a great uh, challenge to transform the art of uh, Kiefer, uh, Marina Abramovic, that uh, it's uh, a performer. Exactly. It's a conceptual dish. No, but is me, but he's a singer. He, he always tried and uh, always he, he realized something magic. And some of the recipe become a uh, recipe of his menu because uh, well, he, in a way, is an, he's an artist. Of and uh, as he, he has this uh, very deep sensibility, visual sensibility, for him it was very important also to get inspiration from them. I think it's pretty cool. I, I love the idea of him having to, you know, this challenge of having to conceptualize and then actualize a dish based on a conceptual artist or a performative artist, or a performance mm -hmm. artist. And then his piece essentially becomes the artwork. And then, if you think about it, what's the performance? Exactly. Us eating the piece, you know. No, but that, it was very beautiful in two moments uh, with Marina Abramovic. Uh, at the end of the dinner, she stand uh, and she start uh, uh, saying a um, uh, poem uh, to Enrico. It was a kind of performance uh, uh, just for the people in the in the, the dining room. It's and okay. also Patti Smith, uh, she sang. Uh, Two song uh, with Enrico was was very it, it, beautiful. It's like a performance that keeps going. Exactly, exactly. Now I want to ask you um, some very very basic questions. Okay. Okay. Any artist, mm -hmm. dead or alive, if you could have any artist in the world come and do a project, who would it be? Well, I like uh, to meet. Uh, uh, people, so it would be a contemporary artist, okay. um, an artist that I loved and I met uh, is Miguel Barceló and uh, I would like to have him uh, here to do something, I love his art, I love him as a person. I believe that uh, most uh, of the choices that uh, we made are uh, due to the feeling that uh, we have uh, with the artist. We are first a collector of uh, experiences uh, and uh, moments uh, than a collector of uh, art pieces. So between uh, us and the artist uh, it should be love. And uh, that is what happened with uh, all the artists we involved. So. It could be one, and uh, yes, I I hope we will have the chance to do with him something soon. Now I'm curious. Uh, I'd love to know if you have any favorite museums. Well, I like to discover new museums. Uh, okay. So I'm also very curious, uh, probably because I'm married with an architect, uh, to see new buildings. Uh, 
there are museums that where I go often uh, because uh, I know that there I can find something very an, an exhibition always very interesting like the Tate like the MoMA but uh, when a new museum uh, open I try to go and see how it is made because uh, I like also to study how they organize the spaces uh, um, and how they expose uh, the, the pieces. Uh, I loved, uh, for example, the, the museum that uh, Renzo Piano did in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very beautiful. I loved also the space around, it was, uh, it was great. Uh, I like also what he did in, in Basel and uh, in Basilea. Um, but uh, no, usually I like to, to see the new new museum that uh, not necessary are a contemporary art museum. For example, I loved uh, uh, the Jewish museum uh, made by Daniel Liebeskind. It is not only because in Berlin, it is not only because uh, uh, Giuseppe worked uh, a lot with him, but uh, uh, it is very touching. I mean, um, it, it, without uh, knowing too much, uh, you really feel uh, uh, so touched by the space uh, that uh, it's, it's unbelievable. So there are um, museums extraordinary all around the world. Do you have any favorites in Italy? In Italy, I love to go because it's very it's very unusual uh, to go to the museum in Rivoli, the contemporary ah, museum in Rivoli. I haven't been there yet. No, oh, you must go there because you have this unbelievable castle, it's pretty, baroque. It's, 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 in the, it's the, a huge, it's a huge castle. The, the smallest room, it's uh, probably 10 meters tall and uh, I don't know, 20 meters large. It's huge. It's a baroque building. It's a castle. How far away is it from here? One hour. Oh, it's wow. not far. It's by the. It's very close to the airport in um, in uh, in Torino, and uh, you have one of the most unbelievable contemporary art collection uh, that you can find. You have uh, an, a huge room full of uh, soluit. And in fact, uh, one of the reasons why Sol accepted to come and do the job uh, at the chapel was uh, because uh, he knew Torino. Ah, so it's, it has a very huge collection and the, spa the, the place is, uh, is really beautiful. And uh, it opens on, um, on the town of Torino, so when the, the sky is clean uh, you can uh, uh, you can see the town of Torino. Uh, behind uh, you have uh, one of the most unbelievable uh, buildings that uh, uh, is in Piemonte, that is uh, La Sagra di San Michele. That is a church uh, on the top uh, of a hill, uh, a mountain, uh, that uh, inspired uh, Umberto Eco in, uh, in the name of the rose. Yes, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And uh, yes, in Italy, that is my favorite museum. Oh, that's, I, you know what? I'm so glad you told me that because I haven't been there yet. And, and I've always kind of had it in the back of my head when I come here. And then for some reason, I, it doesn't come out of the back of my head. And now the next time I come visit, I'm going to go there. 
um, as well as take a walk, because one of the things we were talking about before, before we end the podcast is, I think one of, the, one of the best experiences here is that this is a land, uh, this is just a, a region that should be explored on foot, or it should be explored outside. Yeah. You know, that, that, this is a farming community. Um, it's very, it's agriculture is a big focus here, and being outside is so beautiful. Um, and I know you were saying that at Chiretto, you have this new trekking percorso. Yeah. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, we call it the wine trekking because uh, it uh, opens around um, one of our property that is uh, the, the, the main estate we have uh, in Alba. And uh, it's a three kilometer trekking, so sometimes a uh, serious trekker tell us. It's serious for me. <laughs> it's serious for me. But uh, for us it's more because uh, it explains uh, our approach uh, with uh, agriculture. Since uh, with the new generation, and I mean with me, my brother, my two cousins, uh, we decided that our future was green or greener than our fathers. Um, we trying to explain uh, what we do in our vineyards, in our hazelnuts, uh, in the garden uh, that uh, provides the vegetable to Piazza Duomo. And um, it describes a little bit uh, the region, it describes uh, what is uh, the biodynamic uh, or organic agriculture. It, it describes you, our job uh, and uh, it's very easy, it's not uh, um, something that uh, only professional can do and uh, it shows uh, in uh, one hour what we do and how we do it. I think I'll be doing that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice, it's uh, really interesting. I think, I think it's the perfect, I think that's the kind of like the perfect way to get out of a city. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that you took the time to speak to me. It really means a lot. Oh, it's and, a I'm, pleasure. and I'm so happy to talk with you about art because it's, it's, for me, it's a lot of fun to, to talk with people that, that make big projects happen. It really, when they, when you, when you make a, you know, and they don't even have to be big projects, but when you, when you, when you bring contemporary art in, I just, I don't know, I, it's, it's my favorite thing on earth. So thank you so much. Thank you. I love it when art, wine, and food come together, and I think you will too. You can learn more about Chiretto and their wines, wine experiences, trekking, and incredible art initiatives at www.chiretto.com. That's C-E-R-E-T-T-O dot com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao, bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great.